My name is Chip Sommeldevia, and my family and I have been members here at St. Columba's since 2009. Like some of the others who have shared faith stories here before, I too was raised in the Episcopal Church. In the church, I actually had several different families of different sizes. And each of these families helped inspire and instill in me a deep sense of service to others. My parents, in fact, chose their careers focused on serving others. As a social worker for the state of Texas, my father felt the call and was ordained an Episcopal priest when I was 12 years old. He was a parish rector in Dallas and in Memphis, and later appointed canon to the ordinary in Tennessee and then later in Texas. My mother was trained as a medical technician and left lab work to be a full-time mom to me and my three siblings. And as though raising her own four hyperactive children weren't enough, she later became a public school teacher. After retiring from teaching, she continued her deep connection to the church in many different ways, including as national president of the Order of the Daughters of the King and with the Kellerman Foundation, an organization that does mission and health work in Uganda. Now that was my nuclear family, my, my small family. My big family was the church. When your parent is also a parent in the parish, your sense of family grows to include the folks at church. When I wasn't at home or at school, I was at church. All my best friends and some of my girlfriends were at church also. And this bigger family had many members who also inspired my sense of service. My church, St. Barnabas Episcopal Church in Garland, Texas, we had a lot of police officers and sheriff's deputies and nurses, counselors, and a lot of teachers. While in high school, I attended a youth retreat called Happening. Happening is a spiritual renewal movement where young people lead other young people into a deeper understanding and relationship with God. It brought together hundreds of kids from two neighboring dioceses, and I was involved in education and organizing and leading retreat weekends. In fact, that is where I first met my wife, Gina, uh, when we were just teenagers. So I was a young person wrapped in layers of religious life. My father was head of the household, but he was also the head of the church. And when it came time for me to think about my own path, about how I was going to strike out from inside of, of this religious life, my faith asked a bigger question. What was my mission? There were so many choices when thinking about a career. Computer science was popular, there was business school, counseling was a strong suit for me, and so psychology or, or sociology was always an option. When a friend introduced me to the journalism program during college orientation, I was hooked. The profession had a strong core built on community service. After hearing so much about justice and self-sacrifice from the pulpit, I liked the idea of giving a voice to the voiceless, and I had my mission. I've been working now as a news photographer for more than 20 years. When thinking about my faith story, I'm reminded of the individuals and communities who have trusted me to tell their stories. There was Shana Reynolds Fairley, an HIV-positive woman here in D.C., who for many years let me document her struggles with homelessness so that others could be inspired and learn from her life. In Iraq, I photographed people celebrating the first few days of freedom from Saddam Hussein, but also their growing rage with the U.S. occupation. And Haiti, where I tried to capture the resilience and dignity of survivors after more than a quarter million people were killed in a massive earthquake. And then there are the communities that have been scarred by mass shootings. I photographed the aftermaths in Aurora, Colorado, 
Charleston, South Carolina, Annapolis, Maryland, and most recently, the senseless shooting at the Virginia Beach Municipal Center. And during some of those harder assignments, I would sometimes whisper quiet prayers from behind the camera while making pictures. I would ask God for strength and clear vision. When alone in my hotel at night, I prayed for the victims and the survivors. And then finally, when back home and in the pews here at St. Columbus with you, I also prayed for myself and for my own healing. I covered each of these stories because I believed that my images could inform, inspire, and motivate people to change their lives and the lives of others. And sometimes good came from the work, like the woman who donated money to build a gymnasium in Indiana after seeing my photos of a man teaching boxing to at-risk kids in his own garage, or when the Environmental Protection Agency launched a massive cleanup following a year-long investigative project documenting the devastating effects of lead poisoning on the poor in Detroit. In today's political climate, we hear a lot about fake news. And while that can feel like a personal attack, I try not to let it worry me. As long as my heart and mind stay open to the Lord, then I pray and believe that the work will always be in service to God.